Influencer marketing is going to be huge this next year. If you look at what happened in 2020, there's this massive shift to manufacturers marketing online, but the void that it created was how do you get your product in front of your audience in a real, authentic, and organic way? This is why on today's episode of Smarter Building Materials Marketing, we bring on somebody that all they focus on and all they do is influencer marketing in the building product in pro space. What I'm talking about here is somebody that works with architects, designers, homeowners, and manufacturers to showcase products and build brands across the industry online. If you're a manufacturer trying to find ways to build your brand and build your authority, this is a great episode for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, this is Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my great co-host, Beth Pompinklov. And today we have an awesome show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about everything around architecture, design, influencers, and what's happening in 2021. It is always great when we get to have a guest that we not only admire, but are also fans of. We are really excited to welcome Linda Weinstein. She is the creator and owner of the One Room Challenge. Linda, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Linda, if I can make fun of Beth for a moment, I know she's like super excited to have you on the podcast. Like we are huge fans. For our listeners out there, can you tell us a little about yourself and what the One Room Challenge is? Sure. The One Room Challenge is the world's largest online interior design event. It is going into its 19th season. There's two seasons a year. So for the last nine years, it's been growing into what has become a huge community of DIYers and designers. And it's really an opportunity to empower people to transform one room. So one thing we wanted to talk to you, Linda, is if I'm a manufacturer and I might feel like my products are maybe more technical, maybe more industrial strength, or there's any number of ways that I could as a manufacturer just start to, let's say, disqualify myself from being aligned with something like the one room challenge. What would you say say to someone who had objections like that? Does your product go in a home? (laughs) <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great response Where's your product going? <laughs> so I actually have a question about that so you primarily deal with residential building products and designers you're not you don't really play in the commercial space is that correct there have been a few I am branching more out into some charity things okay so that is more commercial but primarily it's residential and your audience is primarily designers homeowners, architects, like talk me through the different types of people you interface with that are part of your community. So I guess there's two ways to define the community. The community is the participants. And so that would be anyone from a DIYer to a professional licensed designer, architect, or it could just be someone who thinks it would be really fun to play along and transform a room in their home. So it could be, it could be you. It could be me. It could be anyone. <laughs> that's, that's one side of the community. The, then there's the viewership. So my media partner is currently Better Homes and Gardens. And so what is the Better Homes and Gardens reader viewer? That's the community. People that find this interesting, people that are looking for inspiration, people that are looking for product recommendations, people that have no idea where to start. Mm. So we have a bunch of questions about you know, the pros, specifically designers and architects. But I just real quickly, I want to know, 
like what is what was 2020 like for you? Because a lot of people were transforming their homes. Like, were you crazy busy? Like, what what was this year like for you? 2020 <laughs> was insane, and I'm happy to see it go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for 2021. So it started out. So there's two events a year in the spring and in the fall, and obviously the league time is huge. So. By the time the spring 2020 event started in April, the plans had already been in place for a long time. But in April, things were just starting to change in our country. And so while the event is rolling and these designers and these DIYers are transforming their rooms, a lot of my sponsors, my manufacturers and my brands started shutting down and going into mass production. Yeah. And so... I've got these 20 people that are in the middle with a huge commitment of going through their room design and their product isn't going to arrive. And pivoting had to happen behind the scenes and it was just mayhem. But also some of the most incredible ideas came from just using what you have, pivoting and being, you know, just thinking on your feet. And it, and it turned out to be really, really beautiful. In addition to that, on the One Room Challenge, anyone with a website or an Instagram account can play along. We had our largest amount of participants playing along because it was everyone stuck at home wanting to change a room in their house. That's incredible. Wow. What What is your viewership like? How big is it? It's about 14 million, roughly. Just 14 million? Impressions. That's, that's good. Impressions. <laughs> so, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's got to feel really good to see a community grow and just viewership grow like that. That's great. So I think what we really want to dig into is talking about the pro, and that includes the architect, the designer. For a lot of manufacturers out there, they're looking at the trade show season ahead of us and wondering, is it even going to happen? And that's how they typically get mm-hmm. in front of you know, builders, contractors, you know, architects, designers. How do you see things changing? And then on top of that, what should manufacturers be thinking about in terms of leveraging and working with influencers and designers who are online to grow awareness in what may be in a way that they haven't in the past. So I know that's really two questions, but I'm putting you on the spot for both. Yeah. I don't know about the trade show industry. You do. (laughs) So I, I can't tell you what's going to happen that way, but I can tell you that a lot of the brands that I work with obviously put their products in the one room challenge and go to trade shows and market at trade shows. So it isn't a competition between the two. It's an enhancement Mm. of it. And in terms of reaching the designers and, and reaching architects and things, you've got to be online. You've got to be online. If, if your product has a competitor, and I don't know many that don't, then you've also got to build your name. So the only way you're going to build your name is by having people speak it, talk about it, use it, show it. I think that's a really valuable point that gets missed. We talk a lot about building a brand on the podcast Zach, we often quote that statistic from Google. It says one of the main or the leading indicator of a purchase intent is knowing the name of the company that you intend to purchase from. It's the difference between Googling a vacuum cleaner and a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Right. I Google Dyson vacuum cleaner. I'm going to buy a Dyson vacuum cleaner. And I think that's the piece that can really easily be looked over because often I think influencer programs or influencer partnerships can be looked at as fluffy add-ons instead of really being positioned as the value that they add to your brand, the incredible credibility that they give to your brand, 
getting credible professionals, certified architects and designers to talk about you, promote you, be excited about your product is so incredibly powerful, maybe even more so than 10 kind of high-level generic conversations you might have at a trade show. Let's let the architects lead the conversation about why your brand is so important. I think that's really aligns well with what you do, Lynn. That's a cool correlation between how you've been able to leverage that as well. I think if we could take just one single spotlight, I think a really good example is like Velux. Mm-hmm. I think about five years ago, I could not name a skylight company. I just wanted skylights mm-hmm. in my house. Personally, I've gone through two full home renovations, working with architects. I am not easy to work with. I'm obsessed. I get overly involved. I have strong opinions. And if you, if you want to work with me, that's what we're going to do together. And when I specifically wanted skylights, I did not recommend a brand. I didn't have a brand in mind because nobody was coming across with a name that was resonating with me. And now look at it today. Velux works with so many influencers. You see all the designers using it. And that has to translate to consumers asking their architects, what type of skylight are you specking in or getting more involved in the name recognition. So do you have a prescribed, I know I'm going to put you on the spot here, but like, do you, do you have a prescribed list of things to be thinking about if you're a manufacturer, because for our listeners, like we're going to have small manufacturers who are, you know, getting off the ground, and then we're going to have billion-dollar manufacturers. And so, there are some tried and true strategies, I'm sure, regardless of the size that you are as a manufacturer. But like, what recommendations do you give people who are looking to work with influencer to make sure that they're getting the most out of that relationship? So it's really hard because, like you said, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and it's a very different thing for mm-hmm. the big, huge budget, their PR firm is already doing that for them versus the smaller, you know, mom and pops that's probably trying to figure it out on their own. And I would say that either way, you should work in the one room challenge and have your products in the, in the event. But I would also say that bigger is not better when it comes to influencers at all. Mm. The professional designers in general don't have necessarily the large following that some of the online professional influencers might However, they might have a better authentic one-on-one relationship with their followers, per se. They might be working on large projects behind the scenes that will translate into immediate purchases in a different way. You just can't judge anyone by the immediate cover. I think that's really smart as to getting more targeted, just the way you get targeted with your audience get targeted with your influencers. It's not just, do you have 7 million followers? It's how close are you aligned with my target profile. Exactly. If I could backtrack, I know, I know you can't comment on trade show season 2021, but could you comment on influencer marketing or influencer partnerships in 2021? Are there any massive changes you've seen as a result of all of the ways that 2020 has changed our lives that you think either manufacturers will be different in the way that they partner with influencers or influencers would shift in how they're partnering with manufacturers in the next coming years? I would say it's growing. It's only growing. I would say that it's definitely growing. And while everyone was home in 2020, we were all online looking. And so the influencers had a good year to shine. It's interesting, all of the people that actually had good years, Zach. Yeah, the building product space was incredibly insulated, you know? Yeah. When you look at a 
let's say an influencer partnership, Linda, like what are some of the recommendations you give people to say, hey, these are the types of things that you should look to get out of it, like level setting expectations. Because to best point earlier, and to your point, brand awareness is incredibly important. It's hard to measure sometimes, but at the same time, what are some of the things that you recommend to people to say, hey, if you're looking to get a strong partnership in place, these are some of the things that you should be considering in terms of, hey, production, like you want to get these types of assets or results, like these are the types of things you're going to be measuring. I know that it's not a one size fits all, but what are some of the things that you tend to recommend to people to be thinking about? So I think what you should really think about is a mutually beneficial fair exchange. Stop looking at the influencers like stay at home moms, you know, making Starbucks money. Those days are so far behind us. These are people that have worked incredibly hard to build their platforms, to build their relationships, to build their audiences, and to gain trust. So you want to be in that arena with them, then treat them like an equal. You're trying to build a partnership. And then I would say that it's really needs to be equitable for everyone. So what is the monetary value of your product? And so you should be trying to match something similar in exchange, if you make a $200 pillow, then your ask list should match a $200 pillow. If you make a $10,000 door, then your ask list should match a $10,000 door. And it really needs to be fair for everyone. That's a great point. I think, you know, for a lot of building product manufacturers out there, their, their products tend to be pricey. You know, they are expensive for a lot of them. Are you seeing any kind of shift in how influencers are wanting compensation, like how they want to be compensated for using the product? Is it simply a trade value for the most part? Like, hey, we'll give you free product or discounted product. Or are you seeing any kind of creativity or creative ways around how to partner with people and compensate them in order to get the most bang for buck? I think it's all across the board. And that's going to go back to each specific influencer and what they're looking for. Absolutely, there are your top influencers that the product doesn't get them out of bed. Mm -hmm. Product doesn't pay the bills. Product can't, you know, get you to where you want to go. In the end of the day, when you give someone a product, they still have to install it or perhaps you're paying for installation. They have to style the shoot. There is so much work that goes behind just the product. However, if you're working with someone who might be looking for more of a long-term deal and maybe they're looking to be more of a brand representative for you. Mm. And so you're going to do multiple projects with them over multiple times. That would be entirely different. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I was looking at a, a magazine recently. I was like commenting to a friend because like there's this beautifully well-done photo shoot in this magazine. And I was like, people don't know like how much work went into that one photo like the lighting and the shot list and the people and like everything. And it was like, it was like a job site, like in the middle of like, it was like before, before, during, after kind of shoot. I was like, Oh, we look at them. We go, Oh, that was nice. And then we turn the page and like, do you know how many hours went into that? But to your point, like those are the stories that people gravitate to and people love to love to see. But that's where the influencer gives you the better bang for the buck. Mm -hmm. Because that was a job, a remote site that most likely, you know, the entire location had to be rented. The cost of that to replicate is probably a hundred times what it would cost you easily to partner directly with an influencer who will give you arguably something 
I'm not talking about the same quality one for one, but maybe a more realistic view, real products and real homes. Can I put you on the spot and ask you for another example or two of manufacturers that you think are doing a good job with influencers? So what are you wanting? Are you wanting mostly in the building? Um, I would like anybody, if you worked with an architect, like somebody that would like partner with an architect or, or an interior designer, I would find that really compelling. So the architects or the interior designers are the people that would be a feature designer in the one room challenge. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah, mm -hmm. in fact, there's been a few um, feature designers that have transformed, Gray Malin is one of them, that transformed his commercial office space oh, really? through the event. That's fascinating. I want to make sure we link to that in the show notes. Did he partner with any specific manufacturers that you thought were interesting? Well, he partnered with One Room Challenge sponsors. So that's how it works. I bring on the sponsors, mm -hmm. I bring on the designers and make all the connections. I mean, I know I'm plugging you right now, but like, that's a great value add. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're, you're basically setting it all up. That's really cool. I produce the event, right? Uh -huh. That's how it happens. That's really cool. Basically. So if you look at 2021, are you seeing any, and I'll wrap things up with this. Are there any trends or changes or shifts that you think are going to happen in the industry that are different than previous years? And I know it's a bit open-ended, but I'm looking at that from like the design standpoint, architect standpoint, as well as your unique vantage point when it comes to influencer marketing. I think that it's just going to be a lot more value. I think that we learned in 2020 that we really all need value. I know that all the interior designers that I speak with are incredibly busy, which obviously is the huge shift from everyone being stuck home. We realize we want to spend more money in our homes, which I love because I really do think that your home is the best place you can invest in. So I think it's going to just be a lot of focus on home. That's great. Linda, this has been awesome. For our listeners, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you if they're interested in reaching out? Linda at OneRoomChallenge.com. That's great. We'll make sure we link to that. Again, Linda, thank you so much for coming on the show. And for our listeners out there, if you like this content, make sure you go to Venvio.com slash podcast to subscribe. Until next time, I am Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.